So welcome to today's podcast and video and I'm with a great expert, it's great to have this person on and it is Cindy Crum, which I'm sure for many of you SEO listeners, um, Cindy needs no introduction, she's been in the industry a fair amount of time now and speaks regularly at conferences all over the place, so thank you very much for coming on Cindy, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Thank you. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't know um, what you do, where you're based and all that kind of stuff, do you want to just give us a bit of a introduction to your life? Sure. So uh, my name is Cindy Crum. We're based in Denver, Colorado. My company is called Mobile Moxie, um, and we've been around for a bit over 11 years now. Uh, focusing on mobile SEO uh, and very technical SEO and some international SEO. Uh, so yeah, and I speak all over and I write a lot and I love this stuff. <laughs> yeah, you you certainly get around. I think uh, we've met numerous occasions all over um, at different conferences and stuff like that. So um, and obviously for years I've seen your stuff online as well and. Obviously, it's all very good and uh, in-depth and stuff like that, which I think a lot of people probably don't talk about as much as they, they should, um, or maybe they just ignore it or whatever, I'm not sure. But um, obviously, the first thing that we agreed to talk on um, was the, the language impact on SEO. Um, you know, there's more than the language that we speak, um, and we're probably quite ignorant to... Um, you know, English-speaking websites and just assume that that's it, you know, and, and that, that's it. So, you know, there's there's so many other languages out there, and in my opinion, and I'm not an expert um, like yourself, but so many other languages out there in this short experience I've gotten dealing with, you know, kind of different languages and stuff like, there's, there's such a big opportunity over there um, in, in other countries. For example, I'm in the UK and there's, say, 65 million people here, and there's like 85 million people in Germany um, who all speak German and stuff like that, and we're quite ignorant to tapping into that audience. So love to hear more about, you know, your thoughts on, uh, you know, that type of thing and how important, you know, maybe having two different languages on your website or, or you know, three, four, five, whatever. Um, so what is your thoughts on that whole process? Am I right when I'm saying we are ignorant, we just assume that, everyone speaks English and there's a massively untapped audience out there. Yeah, I think that's true. And especially uh, for international audiences, um, uh, especially outside of the U.S., you know, a lot of uh, SEOs are based in the U.S. and they forget that there's the rest of the world out there. Um, but so language is important. And we've actually been looking into language uh, for a little over two years now just, um, as, a, as it relates to mobile. Uh, because uh, language is critical for entity classification and knowledge graph and featured snippets. So um, we've known for a while that Google is processing language in a more sophisticated way than they were previously. And rather than just keyword matching, they're really trying to understand. Um, and so uh, things like leaving articles in a query instead of taking them out. Uh, so for to the little words that join keywords together, uh, those are more important because they can change or modify the way the, the query is understood. Same thing with order 
of keywords. Um, when Google was just keyword matching and looking for density and stuff like that, they they would um, give you the same query or the same results roughly for red stoplight versus stoplight red. Mm-hmm. Now Google understands if you search for a red stoplight, you might be looking for a red stoplight. But if you search for stoplight red, you get lipsticks and nail polishes, right? Because <laughs> it's a kind of red. Um, it's a modifier. So they understand that. Um, and it sounds minor, but it's a big deal. And so, so we looked at it because in mobile, and uh, NC understanding is a bit more important because knowledge graph and featured snippets take up more space um, and they're more likely to drive, you know, what's everyone's talking about right now, which is the zero click results. That's been around for a while in mobile. And so you can either play the game and try and get into featured snippets and knowledge graph um, or not. And, and we prefer, you know, working with people who want to do that extra level of SEO uh, to not just rank number one in organic, but to rank somehow in position zero. Um, and that takes language. That takes deep understanding of language, whether it's English or another language, um, mm-hmm. and deep understanding of entity classification. Yeah, I think obviously um, you have to, like you guys do a lot of deep research and fully understand what the search engines are looking for and how the search engines take that data and, you know, spit out the the results that it spits out. So it's always interesting to hear um, that, you know, just how you guys work and what you look at. And, you know, it's weird and, and it makes total sense as well. It's not until someone like you says it that you go, Jesus, that makes so much sense. Like it's common sense, you know. And you're like, you know, I wish I, you know, was implementing this stuff. But it, obviously, what come, what it boils down to is people's laziness and 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 you know, people's grammar and stuff not being great and and stuff like that. You know, is there like software? Now, I'm completely ignorant to this as well, and I'm really bad. You know, grammar. I'm borderline dyslexic, by the way. <laughs> but I'm not really. I'm but, so dyslexic. Um, Actually, I am. But, um, you know, in terms of, you know, people like me who are not the best at grammar and stuff, is there a process, is there a software, um, you know, that that you're using that maybe we don't know about that kind of helps pull all this together and help us? Or is this all manual stuff? Well, it's a little bit of both. It's kind of right now, for us, it's manual use of existing software, um, but it could be automated. Um, I think that there might be varying degrees of results depending on the automation, but uh, we use Google's Cloud Natural Language API. Mm -hmm. Just as it is on the site, we pop in text and see how it breaks down. I can give you um, a good example of how we've used this really actively for uh, SEO, well, it's actually an ASO project, sort of. We had a company come to us um, that had an app, and the app is one of the best apps, really well known, uh, but wasn't ranking for some of their top keywords in Google's app packs. Do you know when they do a cluster at the top of the phone yeah. result when you search for like kids' apps? So they weren't there, and they were like, but we're like the best, and we should be here, and why doesn't? why aren't we there? And what we found out was we took the text from their app listings in the store, as well as uh, from the the page on their website that was about this topic. 
and put it through Cloud Natural Language API, and then compared that to the text from the top ranking apps in the app pack on their um, app listings in the store and on the website, mostly in the store. But what we found was that all of the apps that were ranking top for these keywords were classified as a consumer good, and uh, we were being classified as a work of art. We were misclassified. Mm -hmm. So all we had to do was literally capitalize a couple words, add some commas and reverse some word orders to change. And we could pre-test that in Cloud Natural Language API, test it to make the text be recognizable as also a um, consumer good. Mm -hmm. Bam, we were nowhere. Now we're in the rankings. So let me get this correct because I've heard people I've not personally used um you know that the particular tool that you're talking about and i know it's relatively cheap it's like a penny a search or you no, know something free. like it's that free. is it free um so Up i think it, like five thousand queries but i use it one at a time yeah. right now it's actually it was ross tavendale i was speaking to and he's got the api thing and he does it in a massive scale um which i think at that point it's like a penny a search or something ridiculous but um it's something that i probably need to look into but what what i've got a question on is when you you say there that you got this and it was saying that you know you were seen as a work of art when you're making those tweaks, does this tool then say to you, this is now, you know, what, what you want it to be? Um, or do you need to wait till that gets crawled and indexed? Does, does the tool guide you on that? Uh, the tool helps kind of labels the pieces of your sentence mm -hmm. to say what it's understanding it as. And so it's not going to tell you, yay, now you're going to rank, but it is going to tell you, like, if you've got a set, a data set of, uh, paragraphs that have come up the same classification um, and you know that you're not getting that classification, it'll, you'll just be able to tell that. So you still need to, to think about it a little bit, um, but it just classifies the words in, in a sentence or in a paragraph. Interesting. That's probably something I should really if it, especially if it's free, I had no idea it was just completely free. Um, so with this tool, do you have like you were saying, you can automate a lot of this kind of stuff. Do you have like your own scripts and stuff that do part of this process for you? Or are you literally going copying and pasting and putting it into the tool? We literally copy and paste right now. It sounds like Ross has done, done the work to get the APIs integrated. We're looking uh, at integrating the APIs into our tool set on the, the Pagescope, which helps you evaluate one mobile page at a time. Um, so we want to start pulling out the entities that the, the natural language API recognizes. Um, but right now, it, it's actually much more targeted. Um, and so we don't actually need to do it at scale. Right now for our clients, um, we're using it to fix very specific problems where it's like, this doesn't make sense because we should be here. You know, one of those things where you're like, we have all the same signals, um, but we're not there. Why? This is the next step. Yeah. So, you know, there's tools out there um, which I want to ask you about. Um, and I don't know if you've heard of them or you use them, but there's these on-page tools like Cora, POP, Surfer SEO, which pulls in all this data and compares it to the, the top 10 rankings. Is this a step ahead of that or is this doing a similar thing? 
Um, I haven't used most of the tools that you listed, so I would say it's it's at least on par with that, but maybe a bit more manual because it, mm -hmm. it's I'm going to look at the top ten for you. And I mean, it's I mean, Google tools, so they don't want to give you the the whole thing. Yeah, obviously it'd be crazy, but um, no, it's very interesting. Probably a question I should ask um, the chaps that own those tools whether they have any integration with that because God knows where they're pulling their data from. Um, but it very it could very well be um, integrated with that. And obviously, what I'm a big believer in is is getting the right data to be able to then go on and do your job properly, which is exactly. Um, what what you're mentioning there, and um, I think you know with technology and Google being cleverer and, and being able to compare sets of data, um, we do have the tools uh, at our disposal. Um, it's just guys like me are too lazy to get their finger out and implement them. I want a tool to <coughs> do it for me, or or at least like uh, suffer SEO or something, pull it all up so I can then give that to a VA to to, to implement or or someone in the office. But uh, you know, if you're not doing it at a, you know a massive scale, and I think obviously doing the the manual way that you said is probably more than more than sufficient. Um, I mean, how long has this tool been out for? How how long have I been missing out on this stuff for? Um, it's been out for I would say the public tool about a year and a half, maybe even two years. Uh, there's another tool that's interesting too, that's somewhat related and kind of when we found it, Bill Hunt showed it to me. And because it's a tool that Google marketed for PPCs, um, but it's it's actually not even meant PPCs. It's meant for com big companies that want to buy advertising but don't want to deal with it at all. And it's called the Market Finder tool. And what you do is you just pop in your URL of your homepage, or it can do apps as well. And it goes, doo, 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 we think this website is about, and it gives you five categories. So when I saw that, what that told me was, number one, all of the sites have been pre-classified because there was not time in that five seconds for them to crawl the entire site. Mm -hmm. So they're either just looking at the page or they already have it classified. Um, but you have the ability in that tool to go in and take out categories and kind of teach it things. So for instance, the Mobile Moxie site has the word audit on it because we do SEO audits. It thought we were a financial site. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, no, no, no. And so you can actually hit the X button. We're not a financial site, but then you can add and suggest. So I think that it may or may not, that may not feed anything, that, but it's interesting to see how you're classified. The other thing that's interesting there is the way that they use that, once you got your classification, they would show you internationally the market for what they think you sell. And so uh, they would say, in Japan, there's a huge market. In France, less of a market. Da, 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 da. Do you want to start an ad campaign to start targeting these countries with what you sell? And they didn't say, we need your keywords translated for you or translated for us. But they were just like, we'll just set up these campaigns. Don't worry about it. Interesting. But so on the, the paid side, they're they're trying to really unify language to make it not a thing, right? Yeah. Where we understand what you sell. There are markets for that. Maybe not where you live as much as other places where you could make loads more money. Why don't you let us help you with that? 
So it fits with everything Google's been doing with language and mobile-first indexing, which we call entity-first indexing in the first place, unifying the understanding in all languages, because entities happen before language, right? Language describes an entity. Yeah. Um, tell me this, and I, I might be completely going off on a crazy statement here, but what would stop me from putting your website into this tool and saying, right, that's not the, the right entity there. You know, is there anything to stop me from being, you know, confusing Google by doing that? Not that I would do that, obviously, but it's just, you know, because what we're needing here or what my understanding is, we can educate Google to better understand their websites and everything else around about it. But could could there be some negative side to it where people could teach it bad things, like say that I was, the, you know, an, an artist or something? Yeah, in the in the market finder tool, um, I have not seen huge proof that changing the way you're classified does anything. I haven't, you know, when I changed us to financial, we didn't shoot up or shoot down on any kind of keywords. Um, so perhaps it could be abused. I, I couldn't speak to that. Uh, but the only thing preventing you from doing it is... Um, something that you a box that you click that says that uh, you own or manage the website right cool no that's interesting very interesting um so on this nlp thing that, that you're doing is that something that you would do on every page on a particular person's website or is it only on the product and money pages that are designed to rank you know what what's your process with this yeah, for us right now, we are only doing it uh, on the money pages. So homepage, category page, uh, things that help Google understand our site and the rest of, of the contents within. Uh, and once we kind of get the, the feeling for it, um, then you don't have to do it as much. But, but the main thing is writing grammatically correct and short sentences is, is almost always the best way to get Google to uh, classify the entities in the sentences correctly. Um, so once you get a feel for it, sometimes you know you get much faster at it and you don't have to lean on it as hard but yeah i think that what ross is doing there's totally a space for that it's not what we've uh, been focusing our efforts on right now um but because the entities are all about relationships and so once you fix the understanding of a core entity um it, it can help in a lot of different places yeah, uh, I think it makes perfect sense that it's going to, you know, potentially be be something that, that, that's going to help you, um, you know, get the next step. You know, as you say, if people are sitting there and they, they've done everything else that they believe they have to do, then, you know, we have to show Google, you know, we're not, you know, if they believe we're an artist or whatever it may be, which sounds ludicrous, but by using one term that maybe you know, shouldn't be used or, you know, maybe it's, you know, as you say, different languages and different, even in the English language, there's different sayings that could throw that out. So, um, yeah, I think there's a lot of things to take into consideration with that um, and certainly something that I would love to, uh, well, I'm going to start looking into it. I keep promising myself, I keep hearing people talking about it and I'm like, I'm going to have to check this out. But uh, as I say, it's, it's, it's uh, I, I will get round to it. But, um, 
what I was going to ask was, is there a pro- is there a process that you follow? So just for anyone listening, um, you know, they've got a page and it's it's you know sat in page uh, position ten and page one, and uh, they they copy and paste the thing into the tool. Is that all you do? Do the changes, then put it back on, or is it? Do you run it through Grammarly as well? How, what is your full process? What other are there other tools and other things you're doing before you then make that page? You know, before you tweak that page, or is it purely just based on the the NLP tool? Uh, well, of course, we do all of the regular SEO processes and stuff like that. But the thing is, a lot of our clients. When we're brought into a project, we're rarely brought in uh, to a company where there isn't already an SEO team. So we're troubleshooting problems that they can't solve. And mm. so so us like rethinking and reinventing the wheel isn't always helpful and it's definitely not appreciated uh, by the SEO teams. So unless it's necessary, right? So we start with like, what are the small tweaks we can do uh, that will have a really big impact? And a lot of it is comparing who's ranking above us, their signals. If we see, they see that, that it's very similar, then we need to be more nuanced. And sometimes it's putting the, the, all of the metadata and the on-page copy into the NLP tool and putting it into schema and rich results and all that making sure it's really easy to parse yeah makes perfect sense something else that you do a lot of and obviously it relates to the name of your business as well which is mobile moxie is the mobile side of um the web uh and obviously while i've got you on here i want to talk to you about it i know most people now have a mobile friendly website and you know, they've, they've ticked that box now. You know, I, I don't think I've, you might even be able to tell me, are there still loads of websites out there that are not mobile friendly? Because most days now you see WordPress and they are mobile friendly. I think we're past the stage of it being like 50-50. Surely more mobile websites are mobile friendly than not. Yeah, more than not. But there are still some that are shockingly bad um, and, and a huge missed opportunity like a airlines and airport websites it blows my mind like do you think people are at your airport whipping out their laptop to find where's the starbucks in the airport like come on so but mostly- <laughs> um yeah i mean they're probably in scotland we have i would probably see scotland's five to ten years behind everywhere else in terms of digital marketing there's still businesses that don't even have a website some that do have a website are still probably not mobile friendly and stuff like that but you know, in your experience, and obviously, you, you know, you talk about it a lot and you've probably done a ton of testing. How important is it to even have those basics covered? It, it's pretty important because Google is crawling with the mobile crawler. So if they're uh, crawling with a mobile crawler and getting redirected or getting broken pages or getting incredibly slow pages, um, then you just won't be findable. Uh, and Google has said, you know, they, they didn't get rid of desktop crawl information. It's still there. Um, so it's there, but it's probably deprioritized because mobile represents more than half of the searches. Um, so yeah, it's already, yeah. if it's desktop only, it's already got a knock against it in more than half of the searches. Even on desktop, Google 
it seems, prefers sites that send good mobile signals because it means they'll be fast and that the developers have done a lot of testing and that it's been updated in the past five years, you know, stuff like that. So I've got a quick question for you. So I hear a lot of guys who say things like, I rank position one for a particular term on a desktop, but I'm in position three on a mobile. Is are you penalised for things like speed? You know, why would that be? What sort of things would implicate that guy and why would be in position three? So I think it's a bit more sophisticated than a lot of SEOs think. Um, and I think what happens when there's a divergence between rankings in mobile and rankings in desktop, it can be related to speed. But I think it's more likely related to click-through success. Um, so if people are searching for something on their mobile phone and they're clicking below you, um, then you're going to start ranking lower. Um, and so it's more about kind of intent matching because obviously Google knows there are different intents um, between mobile and desktop. And so if you don't look like the right result in mobile, but someone else does, uh, then they're going to be given priority over time. So for someone who would ask a question like, what would make me look like the right result in mobile, um, you know, what sort of things are you looking for um, to, you know, what sort of things are you doing to make sure that you are seen as a right result on mobile? Like, what 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 would be the kind of key things that you would have to change? Yeah, a lot of it is, I mean, there are simple things to change, like changing the messaging in the title tag or the description. Uh, but also, um, it can be uh, more simple or obvious than that. Um, in that people love touching rich results on their phones. And so um, anything that you can do to get an image in your search result, to get a carousel, to get expanders, to make your uh, search result look like more than just a blue link, that's what gets clicks. And, and it's not even a conscious process for the user. They're just like, this one looks good because it's got more stuff. It's got all the bling. So yeah. um, doing that, the problem that I find is that as I, as you know, yesterday was Search Console's, new Search Console's second birthday. Did you know that? I had no idea. I saw it. It was announced on Twitter. So happy birthday, Search Console. The problem is I, Search Console, I expected more out of it because right now, um, you get so much more out of other SEO tools because Search Console isn't telling you in a great way if you have a rich result, what that rich result looks like, what what's around you. Like all of the other results above you have rich results and you don't. So do, are they getting carousels? Are they getting site links? Are they getting stars? Um, and, you know, I guess maybe the, the users that Google was going after in Search Console are less sophisticated than most SEOs, but it also doesn't tell you things that materially change the query. So it will let you sort by country, but some countries have, you know, as many as three or four official languages. And what we know is that changing the language on your phone can massively change the search result. Mm -hmm. including changing whether or not a uh, knowledge graph appears, whether or not a featured snippet appears, whether or not maps appear. Um, and that's a big deal. And so that's, you know, when I said I wanted to talk about language, that's what I'm finding is that knowing the language settings 
under which the searcher is setting it searching in even if they're let's say their set their search settings are in german on their phone their phone is set up to, to be in german they normally search in german but they search in english that can change uh the results based on if, if the phone was switched over and set in english they would get a different set of results yep Right. And so places where multiple languages are spoken, if they're not actually looking at rankings and looking at their competition, not just by changing the keyword that they submit, but by changing the background settings that are being sent with query, they're mm -hmm. doing it wrong. Interesting. Very interesting. Um, that's something, again, I, I've, I don't even think about things like that. It's not something... I've ever even given given consideration to, um, but I'm more the the type of SEO who's links and content, links and content. I don't uh, claim to be, you know, as um, you know, a, a geeky if you like with that type of thing. Um, and I mean that with the greatest respect. Um, there's, there's obviously people out there who, um, you know, I've I've watched over the years who do some super geeky things, like Don Anderson, for example, who, you know is obsessed with understanding how the hell search engines work and you know you do your thing um, and and you know various other people do all their other stuff so it's amazing to to be able to extract that knowledge from these people and, and follow them and and obviously get the opportunity to speak to them and stuff like that as well i think it's a a massive learning curve but i think overall the the whole situation is a, a combination of a lot of stuff coming together including the the nlp stuff and the mobile stuff and there's a combination of a whole bunch of different things including those other things like settings and stuff like that as well um you know how important um you know are those settings are, you know do you see massive results if you go in and add the right settings and stuff like that in um or, or if people are doing it uh, you know if you're setting it all up properly and we're not doing it properly we don't have the right settings on our phones and stuff like that and um, you know if that's all rectified do people see like massive you know differences in the rankings obviously because things have changed and they're now ranking for things that they should have in the right languages and everything else you know what are we talking like 50 percent you know 20 percent what we're we talking here and, and obviously i know every case is different but you know th these are some glaring basic errors probably your opinion you're going this is not you know it's, it's it's the equivalent of someone coming to me and saying i don't have analytics and stuff installed you'd be going what what have you been doing all your life and, and obviously for someone like you who's you know, at a different level, te technically, uh, you know, technically, you'd be going, Jesus, why have you not got your settings done properly? So what sort of impact does that have on people's traffic? You know, it's hard to say because um, it, it has a massive change in the way people think about SEO and the way SEOs that we work with think about their job. Um, but uh, we, we end up working for big brands that are going after... Uh, a lot of big head terms, um, as well as long tail, but but um, they're less focused on links, less focused on uh, stuff because they have all of, of the, the benefits that go to huge brands. Yeah. Uh, so we're, when you talk about language, when you add language in, obviously the brands are pretty much the same. So the brand rankings don't change. So it's that next layer. Um, just after the brand rankings where it's uh, modifiers of the brand, 
uh, and uh, very specific things related to the brand. Um, and those can be massive. Um, I don't want to give a number because, yeah, it's it's so different, and it also just depends on uh, the speed with which implementation can be done. Uh, and, and there's still so much with the the launch of BERT. What I'm seeing, especially in Europe, where there's uh, the most density of different understand different languages that Google tries to understand. Um, Google is still really mixing up language and country sometimes. So um, they're, they're pulling in .de results when you're in Switzerland spe speaking or searching in German, um, which may or may not be good. If your intent is to go someplace, then probably that's not good, right? Because yeah. you don't want to, you're searching for a coffee shop, you don't want to go to a German coffee shop just because you're searching in German. Um, so it has, it's, it's a very nuanced thing in some cases and in others it, it's a, a big deal. So I can't really speak to numbers, uh, but, but I can say that it also gives some SEOs good news, um, right? Because if you've only been doing test searches on your own phone um, and you're like, oh, we're consistently in position nine, um, but you're in a, in a place where multiple languages are spoken and you're not testing on phones with different language settings, which minor plug, our tools let you do that. They let you do a specific location down to a street address, like we're passing full street address information to phones, uh, but also changing the phone, changing the language setting. So we let you actually, like Google thinks we're real phones, we let you be a phone anywhere in the world with any language setting you want. Um, and that's how we know. And, and we've actually, we've, we've had, we've uh, periodically hired people all over the world to compare our tool settings with what they're getting on their phone Mm -hmm. on a real live phone uh, and they're spot on so what, what where is this to what is it on your website mobile moxie yeah yeah um, that one's called the separator separator if you click yeah. on free tools in the top nav i mean there's one on the home page that you can play with but if you click on the free tools in the top nav you get to do two at a time and it actually clickable results so you can actually click through on landing pages and compare two landing pages side by side or you can do search with one language do a search with one language setting and you'll get two phones right you could do two of the same phone you'll get two copies of it and you can scroll down change the language setting and look at them side by side interesting very so interesting it, it acts just like a phone in your hand <laughs> that's the that and that is that completely free to use or that, you, you, so five five tries a day free and then if you need more uh you have to pay that's only three yeah. bucks ah that's that's a uh, amazing you know we especially in my industry we do a lot of affiliate marketing and stuff like that and you know we want to see really obviously you use your normal tools and check your rankings in America because America is the biggest audience and stuff. And uh, we're not getting the proper results when we're searching on our own phones here. So I'll have a look into that. And uh, obviously um, it's, it's, as I say. It's great so you don't have to go to Twitter and be like, hey, can someone in Omaha do a search and take a screenshot? Like <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I normally do. Just going to do that, going to check that out for me. And you can see people are like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. But... It's through gritted teeth. So, um, yeah, I'll definitely have a look at that. That's quite a good bit of information. That will save me a lot of hassle. Because I just feel awkward 
asking people to do the, the dirty work for me. So Serpator. Yeah, and you can't click on what they've, you know, what they've got. And the other thing is that I'm starting to talk more about PPC because PPC changes so much by language and location too. And mm -hmm. it's the, the dirty little secret. Everyone's whinging about zero click results and no one thinks that it could be that PPC has gotten way bigger or that PPC has gotten more engaging. Um, it's a thing, we can't ignore it. No, you can't ignore anything. You've just got to try and keep on top of every way of driving traffic to your website and uh, do the best you can and you know with the time and resources that you've got but sadly we are out of time um but thank you very much for coming on for anyone who wants to check out your tool um and get a hold of you it's mobilemoxie.com yep m-o-x-i-e m-o-x yeah that's that's got to get the language right um, or the spelling right um, and just for, for uh, one last question for anyone who is maybe watching or listening to this uh, do you provide these services to people or are you tied up you know do you welcome people coming to you for you know help and advice and, and consultancy and services on all of this stuff yeah absolutely um we we have all different levels of subscriptions if you just want the tools including enterprise level um, and we have apis so that you can uh, integrate the phones into your own dashboards whatever they are like that and then we also take consulting uh and we do training uh yeah we help everything's custom so whatever whatever people want uh we can do if the price is right perfect um well thank you very much for coming on again cindy it's been a pleasure as always um and i will no doubt catch up with you soon Cheers.